0: Sai Ram dear listeners and welcome to our program Trist with Divinity Offering you conversations with people who have been touched by the love of Bhagwan Baba And today we have someone who is a live boy in the Sai Mission Not only has he been blessed with close proximity of Bhagawan for almost 3 decades now Wherein Baba has personally guided him on his spiritual quest but also, he is someone who has been fortunate to participate in many Sai service missions, especially the medical mission, under the direct guidance of beloved Bhagwan. A <coughs> very familiar face in Prashantinilan, <coughs> who is known for his fiery and inspiring talks, he has been instrumental in enabling hundreds of devotees, especially from the UK, to come to Prashantinilan and bask in Baba's divine physical presence. Swami always lovingly addressed him as his puppet. Yes, with great pleasure, we have in the studios today, Mr. Ajit Puppet. And as I already mentioned, he used to always call his talks as puppet shows, as he was Swami's puppet. And so today, we are going to have yet another session of puppet show. Welcome Mr. Puppet to the studios of Radio Star.
1: Thank you very much, Brother Pushti and also to my beloved Bhagwan for having organized this yet another puppet show. Swami very rightly called me puppet because I personally believe that we all are puppets in His hands. We all must dance according to the tunes of our Master. And if you permit me, I would say that how this name was given to me In one of the three sessions, Bhagawan very graciously had asked me to speak in His Divine presence and after the talk was over, Bhagawan asked me very lovingly, as a tender mother, what is your name? I said Swami Ajit. He said what is your full name? I said Swami Ajit Papat. Swami said very lovingly and very significantly, he gave me the name and he said, I don't like Ajit, I don't like Puppet, from today your name is Puppet. And then Swami for my benefit spelled out P-U-P-P-E-T,
0: that
1: you are a doll. I will play with you. I will keep you in the front, I will keep you in the rear. I will make you laugh, I will make you cry, sometimes I will put you in the front. Sometimes I will hide you. That's the play that you will now play.
0: Wonderful. And today we are eager to know about this play that the Lord has been doing with you for almost three decades now.
1: Yes, it's beautiful. Going back to 1983, one fine morning very gracefully and graciously Bhagwan came in my dream. At that moment of time was knowing only his name. And I was fortunate enough to read a book, Man of Miracles. and Swami just simply said in the dream, if you want to see me, come. I managed to get the necessary leave and I rushed to Prashanti Nilayam. I still remember very vividly standing outside Ganesh gate at 3.30 in the morning, anxious to come inside and I was told that the gates will open only. At four so thirty.
0: At this time you were in the UK?
1: At that time I was in UK.
0: You had done finished your term in the army and
1: That's right. I joined the army at the age of nineteen. That was a minimum qualified age. Mm-hmm. This was after the sixty-two Chinese war. Mm-hmm. The government of India had declared the emergency. I was in the college studying doing my graduation in Ferguson College in Pune. Mm-hmm. I must be frank enough to admit that I ran away from home. Oh. I ran away from my college giving up my education and joined the army. My parents came to know about my being in Indian Military Academy. There when They insisted that bond must be signed by my father.
0: So was it because you always had that streak of patriotism
1: in you? Well, I was influenced by the training in the NCC National Cadet Corps. And during those days, the mobile selection board used to move around all over India recruiting youngsters to join the Indian Army. And the fire was there because of the Chinese aggression. I joined the academy in 1963, passed out as a second lieutenant at a tender age of 19 years and few months. Mm-hmm. And at that moment of time, at that age to become a second lieutenant class one gatherer officer with so much of money in hand, with so much of authority in hand and the age in my favour, I became very arrogant and ignorant about the realities of life. I realised later on what actually the purpose of life should be when I came to the Lord's feet of our beloved swan.
0: So after this you moved to the UK?
1: Afterwards uh, I came out of the army and as luck would have it Bhagavan very graciously favoured me with a job in Tata Consultancy Services. Mm-hmm. which now of course is blessed by Bhagawan for Sai Vidya Vahini. Yes. I joined Tata Consultancy Services when Nani Palkiwala was the chairman of the PCS and J.R.D. Tata was the chairman of Tata Sons. I was the administrative officer of Tata Consultancy Services and then as Swami willed it, I managed to secure a job in Lagos, Nigeria. I went there as an adventure. Not that I was unhappy in Bombay, but I wanted to try out and see what life wants to teach me. I went there to an unknown place in an unknown country and I learned that as Bhagawan very rightly said that we all are one. It doesn't matter whether what colour we have, what religion we belong to. I stayed there for two years, learnt wonderful things, had a unique experience of working with the local people. It opened up new perspectives in your life. And that brought me to United Kingdom because the company in which I was working later on transferred me to UK.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is how I landed up in Sign Kingdom. I do not like to call United Kingdom because in true sense the entire world is Swami's kingdom. United Kingdom happens to be one of the rooms where yes. Swami made me to live.
0: Yes, Swami always mentioned about this, about all countries being different rooms and the world being one, one whole unit, one whole family so you were telling us about how you came to prashanthinandan
1: yes i came over here brother in response to swami's divine dream and i was holding a letter in my hand i had written only four lines of letter that my beloved swami i came here because you called me and i was sitting in darshan line and then i realized that the crowd was quite big later on i came to know that it was the onam festival and of course during those days there was no sign Kulwantol, I was sitting right in the back being new to the place, I did not know the discipline either and I was holding that piece of paper in my hand and I did not have the chance to give it to Swami. But Bhagwan very graciously after the function was over was going around the darshan compound and he eventually came where I was sitting, he took the letter. And I think that is the first time I saw Swami. and. Pardon my saying, but I am tempted to say that it was love at first sight. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with Swami. I did not have any feelings as such. I had no problems whatsoever. Somebody had mentioned to me in UK that when you go to Prashanti Nilayam, apart from seeing Baba, you must meet brother, respected Kasturiji. So, then I was desperately looking for him. One fine afternoon on the third day, I managed to meet him. I bowed down to him. And Rivian Kasturiji was uh, telling me that, son, is it your first visit? I said, yes, sir. I was in tears. So he asked me, what is your problem? I said, sir, I have no problem as such. He said, oh, the soul is weeping for the supreme soul. Wow. And he said, why did you come here? I said, Swami asked me to come. I said, sir, I have written one letter to Swami. Tomorrow is my last day. I had booked a taxi in anticipation of my departure at 10.30 in the morning. That was Sunday. I said, sir, I want to give him this letter and respected Ji made a very beautiful statement which is in my heart all the time. He said, my son, Bhagawan Satya Sai Baba is a Time Master. He controls the time, you know what time you are going. If that is the will, he will receive your letter. Sunday morning came, bhajan started. I did not see Swami. I asked somebody sitting next to me in Darshan line that, Sir, what about Baba? He said, Baba is already gone inside the Mandir
2: mm-hmm.
1: from the interview room. I did not know what is the interview room. I was so naive. I was sitting there holding the letter and I was weeping like a child. First bhajan finished, second bhajan finished, third bhajan finished. I asked that person again very anxiously, I said, will Baba come out? He said, only he knows. So I prayed in my heart and I said, Swami, they say you are God. If you are really God, please come and accept this letter. I think it was the fifth or sixth bhajan Swami came out. Bhagavan stood in the varanda and very gracefully, very graciously, I would not say that he was walking, he was gliding. He came up to me. I think he was standing about five or six feet away. He called me. He took that piece of paper from me. I remember telling him in my own language, mother tongue Gujarati. I said, Baba, I meaning I am going back. Then he told me in Gujarati, "Uja, you, you go away. That was my first interaction with Swami and then I realized that here is someone who is known as Almighty Incarnation of Rama, Krishna, Sarvadevata Swarupa. He really and truly listens to your prayer when that prayer emanates from the core of your heart. That was my first experience and Swami made me realize that the only way to communicate with me is to pray. Pray and pray.
0: And so after this you must have just longed to come to Parthi again and again.
1: Swami is the greatest Divine Magnet that humanity has ever seen. His Magnetic Divine Akarshan Shakti is so overwhelming that He keeps on pulling us and that is one of the reasons that today also I am here yes. as a result of that Divine Attraction power. Nothing mattered to me brother. The time, the date, the circumstances, whether I am in good health or bad health, I kept on coming, coming, and coming. And I am taking the liberty of saying today, with divine grace, that I will keep on doing this until I am in this body. I don't think there is anybody who can resist Swami's love and power. No matter who he is, where he is and what he is
0: so how was it after 1983 you went back to uk and i went
1: back to uk brother sorry for the interruption and i kept coming as i said it was in 1989 and a young english boy was planning to bring a group of devotees from uk we were supposed to be i think 34 or 36 i came to know about it through somebody and i enrolled my own name my wife and my daughter so for the first time I had the experience of group sadhana. I came with this Englishman at the Divine Lotus Feet. It was during Christmas time. I distinctly remember it was 21st of December 1989. Early morning darshan during those, Bhagwan used to come out very gracefully, very lovingly, compassionately, early in the morning. It was, I think it was about quarter to seven in the morning. Swami came to our group leader and said, "Go." That was my first experience of having the first interview on 21st of December 1989. After this wonderful experience, I went back to UK, then came 1990 and then I was asking myself that do I need an Englishman to take me to my father and I belong to India. I am a proud son of India. Why should I need anybody to take me to my master? On the contrary, it is my obligation, my dharma. That I should take people from United Kingdom, his children, to the Lord's suite of my mother and father. That is sign. That was my heartfelt prayer. Again, the same person organized a group yatra. I remember we were supposed to leave. I think on the eleventh of December, nineteen ninety. It was late in the evening. He called me and he said, "Mr. Papad." He was working in television in BBC and ITV in UK. He was in the advertising department and he said that I have come up with a very big commitment and I cannot join him and I know I have organized this group but can you take over? Hmm. Can you become the leader and take this group? During those days, most of the time in the group they were English people. I bowed down to Swami and I accepted this challenge because to work with the living master is the greatest challenge one faces in life. And I came here in 1990, first time as a puppet of Swami. As the interview was going on, Swami very lovingly and beautifully materialized a gold and diamond watch for me. And when he was talking to somebody, he suddenly turned to me and he said, You, you gone to my work. And with his inspiration, I said, Baba, I will. That was the day. 23rd of December 1990, brother. the first group, the last group which I was fortunate enough to bring was in September-October last year. 21 years I have been unfailingly coming. Am I coming? No, I must correct myself. He brings me here with His divine love, with His own children. I remember once I said to Swami that, Baba, it is your immense grace and compassion that you are allowing me to come at the lotus feet with your children. And I said, Swami, it seems that the little child is going with the mother in a fair and the child somehow gets separated from the mother. The mother goes to the information counter and says, I have lost my child. He's eight-year-old. He's wearing a blue shirt and a white trouser. He's got a curly hair. And as she's giving the description, somebody comes with the little boy holding in his hand. I said, Swami, how does that mother feel the joy of finding her own son? I said, that is the kind of joy you give when we come as a group. When we come to our mother, we are lost in
0: Fantastic! 21 years, you have been instrumental in getting so many groups from the UK and your first interview was on 21st December. you have any memories of the first interview?
1: Yes, the very first interview, Swami very graciously encouraged us to ask questions. And I recited a mantra. I said, Baba, The Lord Almighty is described in the scriptures as Brahmanandam parmasukadam Kevalam Gyanamurthim, Bandwaditam Gaganisatu Samta Tamasya Dilaksham, Ekam Nityam Vimalachalam Sarvada, Sakshi dhutam Sainatam Tribunalitam Sadgurutam Naman. I said, Baba, you are beyond the dualities of life. The Lord is described as Bandwaditam. And if you are beyond the dualities of the life, that means you have no concept of pleasure and pain, then how do you experience my pain? Mm-hmm. If you do not understand the pain and pleasure, then you are always in Brahmanandam. As a matter of fact, Bhagwan later on made me realize that he is not only in Brahmanandam, Brahmanandam, Parmanandam, Nityanandam, Akhandanandam, Atmanandam, Arbhudanandam, Acharyanandam, Prevanandam, Yoganandam, Turyanandam and now in this life, Satyanandam. If that is the Frame of mind of the Almighty, then when little puppet is suffering, how do you experience or how do I expect you to experience that pain? Bhagavan recited this particular line again. He said, Yes. Bhavatitam, Trigunarahitam, tam, He said, My son, do you want me to experience all pain and pleasure? Then you become like me, you become as pure as I am. The oil will not mix with water, water will mix with water. You become pure, you become selfless, you become one who is saturated with pure divine love. Then you and I are one, then your feelings are my feeling, and my image will be your reflection.
0: God becomes one with the other. There is no other for God.
1: That's it. In that interview, we experienced the divine love. And I also realized the significance of group sadhana. Swami made me later on realize that if you light a little lamp in your own room, the room is lighted. If 50 people will sit together and light the lamp in a hall, the entire hall, the auditorium is lighted. But imagine. Five hundred people sit together and pray together and light in the street. The whole street is lighted. Effort is not much. The effort is in bringing people together and doing satsang together. And Swami, out of His compassion, encouraged me to come with the group. As a matter of fact, many times He used to ask me in Varanda, Mother Divine, Papet, have you brought the group? I said, Swami, this time I will come alone, he said, how selfish you are. Mm-hmm. Next time when you come bring the group, because Swami's teaching is very significant, family that prays together, stays together. So if we all get united and pray together and in the spirit of Loka Samastha Sukhino without any expectation, as Bhagavan Ramakrishna Paramahansa Deva said, Kali listens to the prayer of the children who weep not for themselves, for others. And brother, that was enough incentive for me to keep on organizing as per divine instruction. I am taking the liberty of saying my brother that Swami during those days used to give me even the dates, used to tell me number of groups, during this 21 years, Bhagawan made me possible because of his divine sankalpa, his divine resolution. That 14 times I came with a charter flight, 3 times we chartered. 747 Jumbo aircraft from Air India
0: Wonderful.
1: and I must also at this moment of time take the liberty of telling my listeners and to you that the very first charter flight landed in Puttaparthi airport. That was the first charter flight that landed in Puttaparthi, Bhagawan very specifically gave the permission to Director General of Civil Aviation in Delhi that let this flight be allowed to land here Wow. and that was on Swami's 70th birthday.
0: How many people came?
1: That flight, we had 225 people, number 9, 2 plus 2 plus 5. Wonderful. And that was the first time Bhagavan allowed us to sing bhajan in Prashanti Mandir and I am told by the senior devotees of the ashram during those days that for the first time after a very, very long time, Swami allowed the sisters to sing bhajan in Prashanti Mandir and also sing medley. Yes. yes.
0: Your group was always known for the bhajan medley. Yes. And Swami always showered a lot of attention whenever any group came along with you. From UK.
1: Bhagwan later on encouraged me to bring youngsters. Because he said that, puppet, it is the young people who are going to be the leaders of the future. I remember once I was fortunate enough to sit at the Divine Lotus feet in Yajur Mandir in the Divine Abode and Swami told me, Puppet, spend more time with boys. It is very important, it is your sadhana. share all that I have given it to you and make them realize that this life has got a meaning, that you are not coming your own. I bring you here for a purpose, that purpose will be revealed to you, to each one of you in its own time and that time you will realize how important it is for you to sit at the Divine Lotus Suite. Brother, we are now in changed circumstances. Whatever Swami said during those days has become all the more relevant now.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: If you permit me, I remember once I was sitting in the Divine Lotus feet in Saishruti, Bhagavan told me, hey puppet, all these moments that you are spending with me are golden moments capture it. And he said, like you capture a frame in camera, capture it and later on memorize it. When you go back to London, recreate it, contemplate upon it, meditate upon it because then you will live on that. And now, all the wonderful moments that we have spent as group Sadhana All the opportunities that Bhagawan showered on us, out of compassion for 21 years, all those golden moments have now become the source of our living.
0: They are the eternal source of inspiration. For each devotee, every moment that we have spent in His physical presence are our eternal springs of inspiration. So you took a lot of initiatives trying to encourage young, Brothers and sisters, to join the movement.
1: In a way, you are right at physical level, but brother, as a puppet, the entire credit goes to my master because he was pulling the strings. In sign Kingdom, there are many many small villages. To be honest with you, I am admitting the fact that I do not know their spelling even. Mm-hmm. Leave aside pronouncing it correctly, but Bhagwan used to come in the dreams of these youngster's devotees and say, contact Sai Kutir, call puppet.
0: Sai Kutir is your Sai center?
1: It is Sai's divine abode. Swami lives there, although with immense grace He is allowing me to stay there. My greatest fortune is that I do not pay rent there,
0: that is (laughs) all. That is humility. But what is the story of Sai Kutir? When did this start?
1: Sai Kutir, from the time we landed in uh, United Kingdom. Wherever we live, this is the third place which has become our official residence and it is Swami's grace that every time, right from 1983, the house is known as Sainkutir. I remember once in Kodaikaner, it was a year before last Bhagawan again asked me to have a talk in Sain Shruti and after the talk, Swami said, Papad, there is no difference between Sain Kutir and Sain Shruti. Oh, I'm there also. I'm here also. And then he asked me, "What is sankutir?" Like you asked me. And then Bhagwan said, "Your own body is sankutir. That is where the Lord is residing. It is not that building, the cement and mortar and the steel which has become sankutir. Your own body, your own being, it must be made as sankutir. Make it as pure, as noble, as loving." and caring and then you yourself have become a Kutir and the Lord resides there as His own divine abode.
0: We all become abodes of love.
1: That is Sai Kutir.
0: So, it is this Sai Kutir in the United Kingdom which drew a lot of people to the Sai world.
1: It is Swami who organized people to come to Sai Kutir even today, every Monday we have sai Lingam Puja, Bhagavan very beautifully once during the group sadhana interview in Mandir materialized a beautiful lingam and Swami said that this is the lingam which is the result of manifestation, radiation and vibration and Swami said that this lingam you must worship it and Monday should be the day when you should do Panchakshari mantra and worship this lingam. So, people from all parts of United Kingdom, Sain Kingdom started coming for Monday puja. And every Monday, we have this wonderful Sain Lingam, Sarva Lingam, Divya Lingam, Pavitra Lingam, Bhavya Lingam, Tejas Lingam, Mahana Lingam, Akman Lingam, Jyotir Lingam, Lingam puja with His grace. Mind you, all these adjectives were given by Swami Himself.
2: Wonderful.
1: This is the Lingam. And then He emphasized the most fundamental principle of faith, that Bhavan Taddavadu, he said, if you have faith then you will see God even in stone, otherwise even God will look like a stone to you in the absence of faith. Shri Baba once in Dwarakama I said, if there is a sraddha, then the stone is also If stone. If there is a then the is also a stone.
0: You must have had your own challenges getting these groups every year to Prasanthi Nilayam.
1: Yes, Swami always insists that we must love His uncertainty. Many times Swami's wonderful teachings and the sayings, at times they do not make sense to us. But later on when we contemplate upon it, we realize that how significant they are. Like His wonderful teaching that love my uncertainty, Became a greatest challenge for me. When mm-hmm. I used to come with the group and sit, people have worked day and night preparing programs, either it is a drama or a musical program or bhajans or group songs, brother. And the million-dollar question was that whether Swami will allow us or not. Yes. Whether he will call us or not. And if he allows them, whether he will sit there or not. And if he sits there or not, whether he will enjoy it or not. And all these ifs and what's were all the time in the mind. And However, Bhagawan, being a divine mother and knowing our feeling and the innermost feeling because He is our innermost being, you see, He always blessed us. But until that moment, you see, until that moment, you are always on the edge. When Swami used to tell me in the interview prior to arranging the chartering the plane, He used to tell me, okay, next time you come, I said, Baba, next time can I come with a charter flight? We would like to come 400 people. He said, go and charter the flight. Now, Swami has given me the mandate that you bring a jumbo aircraft. The million dollar question is whether I will be able to have 400 passengers or not.
2: Hmm.
1: But as soon as I go back to London, I have to make arrangements with the airline and give them a su- substantial amount of like 100,000 pounds as a non-refundable deposit. That was the challenge. But Swami later on made me realize out of His immense grace and love and constant monitoring that I must trust his word, So I used to take the liberty and challenge of paying the money in anticipation of people coming on their own.
0: You had no clue whether that many people are going to come or not.
1: I had no clue whatsoever and I am talking about the time in 1995-96 you see where we did not have the facility. I remember I used to send handwritten fax to my group leaders and say that please let me know what is the progress. There was no email, there was no internet, nothing. And because Swami never believed in publicity of any kind, no announcements were made, no letters were sent, no handbills or circulars were made. It was only by word of mouth. And I sincerely believed and I still believe, I am telling you genuinely, that it is Swami who arranged people to come on that flight because He wanted His children to be with Him. That's all. He inspired them. He gave them time. He gave them money. He gave them energy. I was only allowed to be a witness to see the divine play in action. My role was finished. I must take the liberty of telling you one thing once Swami told me in the interview room. Because you mentioned about the challenge. He said, Puppet, your job is to bring the children on the dining table, then it is over. Then the mother knows whom to serve, when to serve, what to serve, how to serve. So you just come and sit. How beautiful, isn't it brother? Fantastic. My job is only to be a postman. My duty is to deliver his children at the lotus feet. He knows what to do with them.
0: And he has done wonderful things with them.
1: Amazing. This reminds me of a wonderful experience. During those days, Bhagawan was going through the phase of self-imposed immobility. He used to come in a car. He came in the Varanda. Earlier in the morning, I was given the instruction from the Divine Abode that this afternoon there will be a program. We were all ready. Sami came in the veranda and he actually went past by me and he asked the driver to reverse the car. And he came and he called me and he said, pet I'm going out for some time. I'll be back after half an hour. So don't get worried. I will come and see the program. That is his love. That is his concern. That is his care. That is the manner in which he showered his grace on those children who were brought by him. There was no justification, there was no need for Swami to explain, but Swami knew the state of our mind and our feeling. He knew that Papa will and the children will get worried, where does Mother gone? But Mother is so caring that He stopped there and He told me, I am coming back, don't worry, I will see the program.
0: And if I am not wrong, I think these groups that have come have experienced amazing transformations in their life. Amazing. Healings in their life, both in the body, mind, and spirit, because I have heard here and there are a lot of anecdotes.
1: Brother, my experience of this group sadhana over a period of 21 years is that anybody who has seen Swami even once, that man is never the same. His life has changed, knowingly or unknowingly, consciously or unconsciously.
0: Can you give us one or two instances?
1: It's my only experience that when I came to the United Kingdom and as I came first time to Swami, I was a general manager of a shipping company I'm taking the liberty of saying that I was living in a very luxurious way of living, completely worldly, rolling in luxury, with no concern for anybody whether the person is poor or rich because I had the authority, I had the power. I used to give press conferences. I was operating a shipping company, the shipping line and all the time, as they say it in India, that I was walking at least 6 inches above the ground, you see, with that arrogance and air.
0: You, had everything. you had everything that the world yes. can Yes.
1: I came here and Swami made me realize that something is nothing and remember nothing is everything. And then I realized that all these things which I have got, they are all temporary. They are all passing clouds and one by one, when that Power, authority and everything went away. It was a rude shock. But Swami made me to go through that so that I become a sensible man. I remember once Swami told me I was sitting in the Divine Lotus Suite in the interim alone. It was only about, I think, three, four years ago when Swami had blessed me like this. He said, come near. When I went near, He told me. He raised His hand towards the direction of the into the room window, and he said, "Puppet, thousands of people are sitting outside for one glance of this thing. How fortunate you are that you are sitting at the lotus switch. And then he asked me a very fundamental question: "Do you realize what I am trying to do with you?" And then he made the gesture. He said, "I am passing the elephant to the eye of the needle." Hmm. I repeat. For the benefit of the listener, I'm passing the elephant through the eye of the needle. He said, "To make you spiritual, a head-to-toes worldly man is not an easy task." And then he made a fantastic statement: "Let me operate; you simply cooperate. Because if you wish to operate, I may not cooperate."
0: Let me operate; you simply cooperate. Wonderful.
1: Let me operate. You cooperate. What is cooperation? You intensify your yearning. You intensify your sadhana. You dance according to the tunes of the master and become a true puppet. Then the task will be easy. Then that same elephant will pass through. Not only that, even the camel will follow and it will also go through.
0: As you mentioned about the dance, I'm reminded of what one Swami said that he as Nataraja, as the king of The dancers, he alone knows how difficult it is to teach each one of us every step of dance.
1: That is true. So, it is my own experience, that is why I am very confidently and convincingly saying that anybody who has seen Swami first time, even once in his lifetime, then his life is never the same. It reminds me of a wonderful incident which took place in Dakshineshwar, if you allow me to narrate. It was after the Mahasamadhi of Bhagwan Sri Ram Krishna Paramahas Deva and Swamiji had just come back, Swami Vivekanand had come back from United States of America after his triumphant tour. A devotee once came in the afternoon of Belur Math and he bowed down to Swamiji Maharaj. And he said, Swamiji, how fortunate I am that I am touching your lotus feet. But I think you are more fortunate than me because you have seen our master, whereas I had never seen master. Swamiji very lovingly asked him. Did you not ever see Thakur?" The man scratched his head. He said, I remember very vaguely that once I came to Dakshineshwar, Master was standing outside radhakanta temple which was near Kali temple. I saw him from a distance. Swamiji smiled and said, my son, if you have seen our Master once, you are redeemed. You are redeemed. Brother, the same thing applies to all of us. We have seen our Master. He touched our heart. He has transformed us. Not only that, some of us even have touched him physically. We have also spoken to him. We have also listened to him. We must be convinced that we are redeemed. There is nothing much that can be added to make it more sweeter than sugar, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. He has made us. He has touched and made us what we have become today. When was the first time Swami asked you to speak in His Divine Presence?
1: This is a wonderful thing, you see. As a matter of fact, the first time Swami asked me was in Trahi It was the morning time, Bhagwan very graciously came to Sahih Ramesh Hall. It was Thursday morning, Bhagavan was gliding through, blessing all the devotees. He came near me and He said, you go in. And during the course of the interview, Bhagwan stood up and He was standing near a small sofa set which was in the interview room and he said, Papet, this evening you speak. I said, Baba, what shall I speak? I said, Baba, I cannot speak. I have no experience of speaking.
0: He had never spoken before?
1: Never. So Swami said, no, this afternoon as soon as the RT is over and when you see me coming inside vrindavan you run, you come with me and this evening you will speak. I said, Baba, I will not be able to speak a word. And then Swami very lovingly raised his hand, and he banged his hand on the sofa set three times, and he said, "Hey puppet, you only stand. Make sure you don't fall. <laughs> I will speak." And that was my first experience. And coming to Saint Kulwant Hall, I was sitting in the veranda. That was the first experience of. Performing in front of Swami, the puppet show. Which year this Trahi experience happened? Thray experience happened in 1999, mm-hmm. and it was 2000 in Sai Kulwant Hall when Swami. I think it was just two days before the Gram was to commence. Swami asked me to speak in his divine presence. At that time also, Bhagawan very graciously had called us for an interview, and I was supposed to go back to Bombay, but he changed my flight. As a matter of fact, you know. As a matter of interest, I am saying that I can write a small book on the divine cancellation of flights. <laughs> many, many times at the last moment you will say, no, today you don't go, go tomorrow. And then I hurriedly used to change my flights. So, that is
0: one uncertainty
1: you had to love. Yes. That each one of us has to love <laughs> because he cancelled our flights, not only physical but our mental, our psychic, our spiritual and intellectual flights also.
0: He has been reorienting our flights all Absolutely, time.
1: Absolutely. He brings you down to the ground level to make you allow to see that everything looks different from a different angle and different dimension. As they say in English, the grass looks greener from the other side of the fence. Yes. So that is the love of Swami. But believe me, brother, it's now more than 65 talks. Sign puppet. Show in front of Swami. Every time. I was made to realize consciously, and I am repeating the word consciously, that I am not the doer, I am not the knower, I am not the owner, I am not the donor. It is one who is sitting here, who is conducting the divine puppet show in his own unique style, in his own unique way, in his own inevitable style and beauty, not only of me and you and everybody but the entire universe
0: each one of them has been really one which was inspiring.
1: I remember once Swami came out of the interview, it was the morning time. And as he stood near the interview. The room, He called me and he said, Papet, there was no function as such. He said, this evening you speak. So, I bowed down to him and I said, Baba, what shall I speak today? And he said, speak about... The manner in which I used to celebrate Eid when I was in Dwarkamai. Oh, this is brothers and sisters, my dear listeners, going back to more than hundred years, and I had no clue as to what and how Baba was celebrating Eid in Dwarkamai. I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. I didn't have the courage to tell him that I don't know ABC about this subject. I think this was difficult than canceling flights. Yes. <laughs> So I again asked him, I said, Swami, apart from this particular theme, what shall I more speak? He said, Perfect. say something about Swami's teaching. And then he said, Go. I was made to sit down. Swami came in the evening, and as he came in the warrant after giving the divine darshan to all the devotees, he simply came and stood near the lion, you know, the brass lion. Yeah. And he just told me, Ready? I said, Yes, Swami, ready. When the puppet show was over and very kindly, the people, those who are responsible for the managing the PA system, they handed me over the tape. I went back to my room and I listened to the tape and I realized that I did not speak anything. Because I had no clue as to how Sridi Baba used to celebrate Eid, Eid festival in Dwarka How Abdul Baba used to sit next to him and recite Al-Fatiya, how Das Ganu Maharaj and Kakasayat Dikshit, and other people, Mahal Sapati ji used to prepare the fundamental preparation for the Eid festival and Bade Baba. I wonder many of the listeners whether they know about this fact or not, but it is very beautifully and graphically described in Science Charitre by Sri Hemant that Bade Baba used to be always with Baba and Bade Baba was Muslim by religion. Baba used to walk with him up to the last step of Dwar and see him off up to the gate of Vakama and they used to sit around him and celebrate the Eid. And everything was graphically described in my talk when 100 years ago this puppet did not know where he was there in that soul journey. This empathetically proves that I am not the speaker. He made me to stand there out of pure selfless love because he wanted mother to see the child dancing and he was feeling proud about it. All
0: he wanted that you stand there. That's it.
1: That's it. That I should not fall. I should not fall in my own eyes. I should not fall in his estimates. Neither I should fall in my own promises made to my own self.
0: Wonderful. You mentioned that the first talk you gave uh, was in 2000. And that was the time you got involved with Gramseva
1: activities. That is true. I was sitting in the Varanda in the afternoon, and the next day, I think the Gramseva was supposed to start. Bhagavan very graciously came there. During those days, brother, if you remember, Swami used to spend a lot of time between the bhajan and darshan yes. in Varanda.
0: Spending and, time with the boys.
1: Yeah, and he used to give the opportunity for us to have the divine experience of conversing with him. And he came and stood in front of me, and I distinctly remember he said that, Hey, puppet, you want to see God in action? I said, Yes, Swami. He said, Then tomorrow go with the boys. And I was over the moon when he said that. I sat down, Swami turned, and he was about to go towards the interview.
2: Sairam, you were listening to the first part of the conversation with Mr. Ajit Puppet, a long-standing devotee of Bhagawan from the United Kingdom. For more than two and a half decades, he has been actively involved in the Sai mission. And in today's episode, he shared how his journey to Swami began in early 80s. And from then on, how the Divine Master guided him physically to undertake many spiritual missions, especially being instrumental in bringing groups of spiritual seekers to Prashanti year after year. Mr. Poppet has been involved with many other spiritual and service projects, thanks to Bhagawan's divine inspiration and guidance. And you will hear about these as well as many of his beautiful moments of interaction with the Lord in the next part of this conversation which will be aired same day, same time next week. We regret for the poor quality of this program. It is because of a technical glitch at the time of this recording. We are actually happy that we did not lose the audio entirely and they have been able to salvage this conversation even though it is not best in technical quality. This conversation was recorded in Prashantin in October 2011 and was yet another episode of our series, Traced with Divinity, offering you conversations with people who have been touched by Bhagwan Baba's love. Thank you so much for being with us. If you have any comments and suggestions about this program, please feel free to write to us to listener at radiosci.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prasanthi Nilayam.